0: These guys some more love. Come on, let me in. Ladies and good I want you to take your Bibles with me, if you will, and go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, first chapter. I hope you like the new upgrades in the house. We—I'll uh, take that two or three is enough, okay? Uh, but you know, when you begin to fix something, something else inevitably wants to break. So, uh, our apologies for the screen, the, the projector. Uh, we are we are diligently trying to figure out what's going on with that, but uh, we do have the upgrades Mostly finished. We've got some other little projects. We're gonna do don't be alarmed. It's uh, they're gonna be subtle but anyway, we'll uh, uh, we do have a couple more upgrades that we're gonna do but uh, and we we did not uh, We are changing the sign out front so <laughs> a little mishap in the in the ordering of it They sent the wrong size our sign guys working on it, so uh, Anyway, that's, that's all just, just food for thought or information for you. I want you to look in Deuteronomy, the first chapter. Deuteronomy, the, worst, the first chapter. We're going to begin today in a series that I'm, I'm going to call Wilderness to Wonderment. I'll explain that in just a minute. Wilderness to Wonderment. Father, we come before the throne of grace to find the help we need from you today. I ask Father God for the anointing that crushes breaks every yoke I pray for your presence I pray for your power Lord God is in our thoughts in our heart In Jesus name we pray Deuteronomy the first chapter this is Moses rehearsing the history with the children of Israel that we get to share in but I, I'm going to take up in Deuteronomy 1 and we're going to start in verse 21 and read down to verse 33 it says, Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Oh, if you don't hear anything else, church, hear that today. The Lord has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear or be discouraged. Every one of you came near to me and said, Let us send men before us, and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us by the way by which we should go up and of the cities which we shall come. Then the the plan pleased me, Moses is speaking, and so I took 12 of your men and one from each tribe. Don't he wish he would have rethought that plan? They departed and went up to the mountains and came to the valley of Isco and spied it out. And they also, in verse 25, took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us, saying, It is a good land which the Lord God is giving us. Nevertheless, ugh. Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, and you complained in your tents and said because the lord hates us he has brought us out of the land of egypt yeah that's exactly what it was because he hates us he's brought us out of the land of egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us where can we go up our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying the people are greater and taller than we the cities are great, fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Anakim there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God has goes before you. He will fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you s- saw how the Lord God carried you as a man carries his son and all, that, all the way that you went until you came into this place. Yet for all of that, you did not believe the Lord your God who went in the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and the cloud by day. As we look at this, wilderness to wonderment. Wilderness means an uncultivated, desolate, inhospitable region. How many of you want to get out of that uncultivated, inhospitable, desolate place within yourself? I've got some hands going up. To wonderment. Wilderness to wonderment. Free in 2023. Wonderment. Complete, fascinating attention and deep emotion caused by the sight of something extraordinary. Oh, you didn't get it. Maybe you like your wilderness. I don't know about you, but I want the wonderment I want the fascinating gaze of seeing something Extraordinary and being fixed upon that and my emotions to follow after that. Amen Now understand church and we've talked about this, but we need to understand emotions are not a bad thing They're 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 good guides, but they're horrible governors God's given us emotions you know, uh, uh, emotions, when we, when we see those emotional things that, have, that, that happen to us, and the joy, the hope, the peace, the rest, those are, those are good. Sometimes emotions come up, and, and, and instead of blaming someone else for our emotion, we should look at that emotion and say, God, what are you doing? And what is this guide trying to teach me in this moment? Message for another day. But folks, salvation experience. Our salvation experience should it be number one a process of behavioral modification in search of an eternal prize is that what your salvation experience is supposed to be behavioral modification and so that you can hopefully get that eternal prize one day eternal life Unfortunately, in the body of Christ, that has been the message that has been put forth. If we can get your behavior where it needs to be, then you'll be good enough to receive. Or, church, is it meant to be relational, transformational, living in the prize already? Relational transformation, that we understand that Jesus Christ is the prize as we look at this the Lord shows us in so many ways as you look through the Word of God the the story over and over again of redemption rescue and restoration the Lord shows us as as Noah's ark of safety as a as a means of, of representation of Christ for us as a ark of safety for the damnation that is coming we see that Ruth near kinsman redeemer another story of rescue and restoration and redemption We see David's exploits as they take place and we understand that David is a type of Christ as he kills the giants and he sets up his kingdom and and he's the the priestly uh, prophet prophet king that, that goes in his representation. But here we have a story, a paramount story of Israel's exodus to show us what our spiritual reality should be our spiritual reality should encompass and entail that when the Lord delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt and God dealt with Pharaoh it was a reality that God is going to deal with Satan you're gonna deal with him see that's a portrait I love pictures Went in a restaurant, eating with our kids yesterday, and I was like, don't worry about the menu. I want that picture out there. <laughs> Give me the picture. I want the pork chops. Yeah, it just looked good. I like the picture. So as we look at that, there's a, there's a portrait here showing us of our spiritual reality that at the cross, God dealt with Satan. He was judged there just like the Lord dealt with Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, all he could do was sit by and watch as his whole army drowned in the Red Sea. Nothing left. Just what in the world? Now we see that God dealt with sin. God dealt with sin at the sacrifice of the Lamb. All those other, see all the plagues that were poured out upon Egypt, it was a challenge against the gods that Egypt was worshiping. You study it out, you research it, you'll find out there was a, there was a God attached to each one of those, of those plagues. God was challenging each and every one. But it wasn't until the blood was shed that now the sin problem was taken care of through the blood of the Lamb. That's when John said, behold, the Lamb of God that does what? Takes away the sins of the world. Don't tell me as a child of the living God that you have to sin every day. What it tells me is you have not received the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ because you don't have to sin every day because God has sent his son to deliver you from sin. But our greatest challenge is not always Satan. I know it's easy to blame the devil. The devil made me do it. It sounds like the devil's your master. <laughs> it's not all it's not always the devil. It's not always sin. The greatest challenge to your victory is self. It's self. So we're talking about freedom in 2023. Being free in 2023. Going from the wilderness. See, God dealt with Satan as he as he dealt with Pharaoh it was the, he was dealing with Satan as the lamb was the blood was shed the sin issue was taken care of and now they've got to make the journey should have been 11 days 11 days from where they were at to Kadesh Barnea that should have been 11 day journey enter into the promised land but they have the capital idea we're gonna send spies in and we're gonna check it out before we go sometimes you are better off just going in obedience amen Go do plan, amen? <laughs> just step out and, in obedience to God. But what we see here is Moses is rehearsing this before them. And what he's doing here is he is, he is showing, and, and as I looked at this passage of Scripture, I just began to pull out points. As the Lord began, began to show me how to challenge in the wilderness of self to bring us to a place of wonderment. We're not talking about behavioral modification. We're talking about looking through the lens of eternity and being transformed by being transfixed upon the living God. He's understanding that he has paid for our redemption and now he has empowered us. See because you can take Satan out of the equation. You can take sin out of the equation, but you can still self-destruct. But God didn't leave us there. He didn't bring us out to leave us out. He brought us out to bring us in <clears throat> He brought us out of that place of bondage in order that he may bring us into that place of promise I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait to get to heaven before I start living in the reality of eternity I want to start living in reality of eternity now, each and every day of my life. I am want to walk with intent and purpose and fulfillment in the call and the calls of God. And, folks, I believe it is the will of the living God uh, that you and I enter into a domain uh, and a dimension in the Spirit that changes and transforms uh, not just our family, not just our city, not just our state, uh, but I believe God is interested uh, in nations and generations, uh, and he is interested in you participating. Lord, help us. Amen? Conquering self conquering self I want you to note there in verse 27 one of the areas that self will suck you into will trap you if you don't watch out it seems for some of us it may be a very easy slippery slope noticed and you complained in your tent you were in your house Nobody around you knew, but you were in your tent, in your heart, and you were complaining. You were bellyaching. You were whining. You were, you were at a place and you complaining, expressing dissatisfaction or annoyance about something. And you didn't think God heard. You didn't think God cared or you didn't care what God heard or what God cared about you were just complaining well if I was in charge I'd do it this way well if it wasn't for old Moses we'd be right there we'd have something to eat they complained they were any complainers in the house don't raise your hand please some of you got spanked when you were born and you never get over it you've been in a bad mood ever since complain. Exodus 15 and 24, let me just run you through some of their complaints and the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? So they cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed them a tree. So at the well, at the, at the pools of, of, of Mara and the water became sweet. They complained. They were complaining against the Lord. They were complaining against Moses. Exodus 16 and 22 and through five, I won't read it all. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained. They were annoyed. They were, they were dissatisfied with Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Children of Israel said, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. We sat at the pots of meat and we were eating what Pharaoh was throwing out at us. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Let me tell you, you stop rehearsing that slop pit that you came out of. Amen? You start relishing the pig pen, you're going to end up back in that pig pen. You start talking about the life that you stepped out of, you're going to enter back into that life. Let me tell you, there's nothing in my past I want. There's nothing in that there's no I don't care to wake up hung over ever again. I don't ever want the taste of a of a of a cigarette or a joint in my mouth again. I don't want my nose to bleed again from the cocaine that I snorted up my nose. Are you hearing me today? There is nothing I want in that past. That man is dead and I didn't lose anything. I gained everything in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you you stop glamorizing Egypt. You stopped longing for those, uh, for that uh, pig pen that you crawled out of. Oh, I just remember when, when it was so good. When was that? When you were destroying your relationships and you were alienating your family members and you were, you were, you were self-destructing and miserable. I don't know about you, but I don't want any of that. I'd rather just burn that bridge and keep moving. They complained. They complained. Exodus 17 and the people thirsted there for water and the people complained against Moses. Mm. what was God's response to complainers? oh he loved it. No, that's not what it reads. The Bible says in numbers 11 and 1 and two, then when the people complained it displeased the Lord and the Lord heard it and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. Numbers 14, one, 1 beginning in verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voice and they cried to the people and wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. Numbers 14 and 29, and this is a response of the Lord whenever they sent the spies in, they came back. He said, the carcasses of you who have complained, you who have complained, your carcass. Moses, write this down. Their carcass. Their carcass. I don't know. Your dissatisfaction against me shall fall. Your carcass is going to fall in the wilderness. I don't know about you, but I don't want to die in my selfishness. Amen? It goes on. Complaint, complaint, complaint. God is not pleased with complaining. Nothing destroys our victory quicker than complaining. Nothing. Nothing. You're not doing one ounce of good for yourself, for your life, for your situation by complaining. Nothing. It's not doing a thing. If you don't like something, uh, in our house we had this saying, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And my wife wonders why we were such quiet people. (laughs) Just didn't have anything to say. We didn't say anything at all. Huh? My house growing up. Yes, I got to clarify that. My house growing up. No, we're just quiet people. Nothing destroys our victory quicker than complaining, nothing zaps our energy sooner been complaining about a situation I don't want to hear what I can't do I want to find out what I can do my daughter was asked one time uh, as she's the worship she was a worship leader here for three years but but Laney was an individual she was asked if she could do a certain task Uh, her mother asked us can you can you do that Laney she said I don't know what I'm capable of I really don't know what I am capable of and she's the bravest of our children just keeps stretching herself and moving out and in and, and, and pushing the boundaries out See I I want to live in victory. I want you to live in victory Let's start by stop complaining Stop complaining If I want to live in a dark cloud of a f- defeat all I need to do is start complaining If I want to live in a dark cloud and have the Eeyore syndrome and walk around with this, with this dark cloud over me all the time, all I need to do is just start whining around and complaining. Now, I'm not, I'm not unempathetic about the challenges that you're facing right now. I just want to hopefully empower you to have a different perspective so that you can step out of that and walk in victory. That we call freedom. Amen. Amen. Our salvation experience is meant to be a relational transformation, living in the prize. Relational transformation. See, it's the right relationship we have with truth that will determine what victory we live in. It is the right relationship that we have with faith. With the Lord with the presence of God that 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 relationship that we have will bring transformation into our life how many of you have made a New Year's resolution one two three okay honestly how many has made a New Year's resolution we don't believe in them I've I've made a resolution my resolution is, uh, you going to hold me to it? <laughs> Ooh, be touching the Lord's anointing. I have made a New Year's resolution. And that resolution is to be more thankful every single day. See, because the opposite of complaining is just thankfulness. Just being thankful. Not looking at what I don't have, but thanking God for what I do have. Yeah, it, it's, it is transformational. If you'll begin to apply that principle today, right now, don't wait for tomorrow. Let it begin right now. Would you step into any situation you are, you may be blindsided by the enemy. You may get knocked off your feet. But while you're on the ground, look around and see what can I be thankful for. And what you're going to do is because thankfulness, and this, I know it's not Thanksgiving, it's New Year, but I'm telling you, it's something God just began to deal with me as I have been seeking after the Lord for freedom for every person in this room, every person listening to me on the, on, on the Internet today, every person that is online that is not able to be here. I believe, folks, that Thanksgiving is transformational. It'll change your attitude about life because thankfulness acknowledges the blessing of God. Thankfulness is the entrance to the praise of the Lord that leads us to the presence of God. Transformational is what transforms, will transform my world. Thankfulness lifts my eyes from the lack and attaches me to His provision. Amen? But see, Thankfulness is going to require, many of us, a refocus. It's going to require a refocus and a reframing. Now, Paul says this: rejoice always. That word always means all the way. Rejoice all the way. But it all, he said, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. He didn't say to give thanks for everything. There's some of you who are in situations right now. You don't, you're not thanking God for that illness. You're not thanking God for that death. You're not thanking God for that challenge. But you can thank God in that situation. Lord, what can I be thankful for right now, where I'm at with what I'm going through? Notice where we began there in the verse. He said to look, look, look at your situation. It's not always what we're looking at is what do we see? It's not what we're looking at is what do we see in that situation. Begin to look through the lens of thankfulness and begin to see things a little bit different than what you saw before. Begin to allow God to refocus and say, you know, thank God that, you know, maybe I broke my toe, but thank God I didn't break two. (laughs) did a bonehead mistake and I tried to cut a board the other day. Him. help me, pray for me, intercede for me, brother. You know, you feel my pain. I'm there trying to cut a board, and I know because I, I should have learned the lesson 20 years ago when I was using the sand, another saw just like it. and try to cut a, don't cut with a chop saw. Make sure your boards are long and not short. <laughs> <sighs> Good God. You know what came to me first? Lord, Thank you that I didn't rip this thing off oh I'm not gonna tell her till it stops hurting thank you Jesus that it's not broke it just hurts really really bad I just saved somebody's finger out there right now I could feel it I feel the witness of the spirit you got a chop saw don't cut short pieces if it's not over a foot throw it away get you a long piece thank you Lord if I do nothing else i save somebody's finger but I was thinking, the Lord because I, I want to develop a habit of being thankful being thankful I was watching a worship team up here this morning I was like God I'm so thankful for that group of people right there because I know each one of them, they're filled with God, they're filled with the character of the Lord, they're, 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 they're integral, they, they want to worship the Lord, they begin to sing. I, I was like, God, thank you. I was so thanking the, the group that came out the last time we had the food bank. We had to delay because of the weather, and it was, wasn't was raining, but it was cold. And everybody showed up in mass, and they helped, and I was just, oh, thank God, because me, a man of faith and power, I was like, Lord, is anybody going to show up? It's cold. But you came. I was so thankful. See, you begin to reframe your situation instead of complaining and dissatisfaction and annoyance. And I tell you, the enemy is annoying. He's absolutely annoying. That pain that won't go away, it is annoying. That relational issue that is bothering you, yes, it is annoying, but instead of letting the dissatisfaction and the complaint come across your lips, just begin to thank God in that situation that he's in charge. I assure you that your situation will begin to change. It's not what we're looking at. It's what do we see. Do we see the fortified cities or God's delivering power? Do we see the, the giants as a deterrent to our blessing, or do we see the giants as an indicator that, wait a minute, uh, Lord, you said they're going to be there when I get there. You said, Lord, that when we step over in Deuteronomy 9, don't be alarmed at the fact that the sons of Anakim, the giants, the Rephaim, are going to be standing there in our way. That's not as an indicator that we're off track, but because of those giants, it tells me, my God, we are on track. The giants that we see in the land today, the the of our children in our schools uh, the political climate that's in the world uh, the things that are going on around us uh, those are clear indications uh, that church we're not off track Uh, we're right where we need to be right in the time that we need to be there because we must have uh, a revival begin to sweep uh, through our cities and through our homes it's time that we stop living in discouragement and start being encouraged by the fact that we are not sourcing this thing God is in charge. We're going to do our part because we know God will do his part. Woo! Do we see the impossible task? Or do we see the promise of God unfolding before us? Amen? See, thankfulness is the entrance of praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. What is the access to God? Let's begin by going through the gate of thankfulness. Amen. How many want more of the presence of the Lord in your life? Who wants to live and complain or promises? Who wants to live with, with problems or, or, or promises? Let's start with thankfulness. Thankfulness. Stepping into that place and walking through that gate and say, oh God, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you that that preacher is not any uglier than he is. I just want to thank you that you didn't, he didn't hold us longer than we needed to. And, and, and yes, though it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Lord, I just, I just thank you that it was, it's not 4. I really don't have that much. I don't have that much to say. Don't worry. But see, being thankful. Being thankful. Do you suffer loss? Yes. Thank God it's not more loss. you suffer hurt? Thank God it's not more hurt. Thank God for his provision, for him reaching out and doing what only he can do. But see what happens when we begin to enter in through thankfulness. And I've shared this story with some of you, and you've heard it before. I'm driving along as a young Christian, and I'm I'm having to drive an hour to work and an hour home. And I've been in a funk for a while. You know what those funks, you know what I'm talking about? That dark cloud of poor old me, and I can't figure out how to get out of me, and I don't know what's wrong with me, and i got this, just, just, you ever been in a funk? (laughs) You you ever been in that dark cloud of just like, oh my gosh, I don't know, and it it just wasn't one day, it was several days. Several days turned into weeks, and as my wife always knows, something's going on, because as quiet as I am, I get Quieter. I just turn in more i just go from I'm I'm not an extrovert I'm an introvert and I get way down deep in myself (laughs) Amen. any any introverts in the house you know what I'm talking about you're not the one that wants to be out front all the time you are not the one who wants to be heard all the time you just like yeah we'll just let everybody else carry the conversation I'm gonna sit back and listen so I'm, I'm in a place that I've just I've got so deep inside of myself and I was just Crying out to God, God God do something God do something God do something and the Lord was waiting on me to do something And I drove past our, our church that we were we were soon to be the youth pastors uh, There we, we I drove past the church and I looked over Oh, we were the youth pastors that time or the youth leader we looked over and the sign says in all things give thanks And I began to thank God and the moment I begin to thank God, my inner world began to transform. And God has reminded me of that over and over and over again. When you find yourself in a dark funk, and you smell like a skunk, and you got too much junk in your trunk, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> too much? Too far? I don't, I don't fully know that last statement, what that means, so y'all just forgive me. <laughs> My grandma used to call it the turtle hole. You know what I mean? I've lost some of you eternally. That's all right. We're going to find freedom in 2023. (laughs) And we're going to find forgiveness for the ignorance. Just thank God I'm not more ignorant than I am. Okay. Just trying to find some rhyming words anyway. Where was I? See, what happens you begin to th- genuinely in your heart begin it starts out as a discipline but it turns into a habit you just begin to thank God just begin to thank him I didn't say that your situation was easy I didn't say that the that, that what you're going through is is walk in the park but I am saying to you you can combat those emotions and bring yourself back into the light bring yourself back into the court of praise by entering into that gate of Thanksgiving because what begins to happen is you are you are now beginning to transform your inner world and that transformation of your inner world is gonna now begin to transform the world around you now we sat down last night and I was getting ready to finish up some notes and Andrea pulled up a little little movie was a different version of the one we'd seen before and came from the novel written by Eleanor Porter back in 1913 some of you may read the book or saw the the presentation of that Pollyanna I've seen that years ago it's one of the it's a children's classic literature And if you haven't seen it it's good clean family fun, it it, it, nothing in there you need to worry about I've screened it for you (laughs) We always screened our movies for our kids, and then our kids started screening movies for us. Dad, that's not appropriate for you. <laughs> if it's not appropriate for me, it's not appropriate for you. So, in, everybody, who, who's familiar with that story? You're kidding me. I thought everybody in the room was ready to throw, throw their hands up, or some of you are just like, I am not raising my hand for nothing. <laughs> the story of Pollyanna. Is this little girl has been orphaned her father was a minister her mother had passed her father had passed so she went to live with a wealthy aunt this wealthy aunt was a curmudgeon I know I'm spoiling this for some of you they're gonna go home this afternoon and you're gonna watch that so the football game but but in there it's worth the watch anyway so she goes and lives with this aunt who is just Just soured at life because she'd been hurt somewhere in a relationship long time ago. And so she goes and lives with this prudent uh, aunt. uh, And this aunt really sticks her up in the attic to begin with and just not really grateful for her to be there. But this Pollyanna has this game that her father taught her to play called the glad game. So everywhere she goes, she finds something to be glad about. In the process of time, and the story goes, and it's a great story, she transforms the whole village. Everybody is playing the glad game. It is infectious. Some of the hardest people to reach, she's reaching and teaching them how to play the glad game because she's just a little girl and she has lost her mother and her father and she's living with an aunt that initially doesn't even want her and the whole village changes because this little girl is glad. I want to see this church transformed because they just learn how to play the glad game. Aren't you glad you came up? Amen. Doesn't it kind of diffuse the heaviness that you're walking in right now? If you can just find something to be glad about, it, doesn't it just kind of just lead, takes the little bit of the sting off of the enemy punching you in the back of the head? When you're like, wait a minute, I'm glad and thankful that my God is still on the throne and I still have breath in my body now I can step into the throne room of grace I told you about my friend he's been here several times but Brent Teague and we went over to Africa with him and Brent's story was incredible he's there and because of a case of a mistaken identity he has taken off the road some uh, hijacked by some 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 very devious people but before they got him off the road they shot him in the leg three times then they drove him out into the well off the beaten plain. They're in the middle of the desert. He is bleeding out. And they leave him there for dead. The only thing that saved their life is they were, of, they were of a religion that was literally afraid of any religious person, especially an imam or a priest. And so they convinced him that, look, this is a holy man that you have shot. So they just drug him out in the desert and left him here's Brent he knows well enough to know about 20 minutes I'm gonna bleed out and I'm gonna die I said Brent what did you do he said I started worshiping God he said I'm gonna be in the throne room of the Lord in just a few minutes and I'm not gonna go in with complaint on my lips I'm gonna go into the throne room of God with praise miraculous turn of events. God had already sent angels ahead. They got the call that he was out there, the very specific place, 30 minutes before it happened. His leg never was infected. They brought him out of that, and miraculously, he is now back over in in another country in Africa doing a phenomenal work for the Lord. I'm not telling you that his situation would have been different, but I do believe that his outlook at that moment, that perception of where he's at, could have changed dramatically. You've got some homework today. It's like, I didn't come to church to get homework. I want you to go read Psalms 107. Read through that. Oh, that men will give thanks unto the Lord. You're going to find the storm-tossed. You're going to find the abandoned, the destitute. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. It takes you from the destitute to the hungry to the, those that are bound, those that are sea-tossed, and all of those, but repeated in this psalm. you love how the light picked up that spit? My walk-in-fog machine. Oh, that men will give thanks. See, thankfulness will change your internal being. Or you got a joy that people don't even know about. See, we live in an ungrateful world. Why? Because to be thankful, you have to acknowledge the source of your life. See, rebellion never does you any good. Because what you're doing is you're forsaking the one who supplied everything for you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Lord, change our internal world. I want you to stand, if you will. Worship team, make your way up. You know, you may be like me and you're not a huge complainer, anyway. You're not a person who's half full or half empty. You're just like, hey, my glass is all the way full with something. You know what I mean? You may not be a complainer today. You just not might. You just might not realize the power of thankfulness, by acknowledging God. It's not what you're looking at, is what do you see. Ten of them saw, they all saw the, the fruit of the land, but their focus, that ten, was on the fortified cities, the inhabitants, immediately went to that God-forsaken place. God hates me. None of this will be happening to me. I wouldn't have had this injury if God was for me. wouldn't have had that loss if God liked me. I wouldn't be going through this if God cared anything about me. But then there were two. There were two. They said, oh, we're, we're well able with God. Come on, this, we, we got the fruit right here. These enemies are nothing. Don't you remember Egypt? Look where he brought us from. If he wanted to kill us, he could have drowned us in the Red Sea with everybody else. Pharaoh's army. He could have starved us out. He could have killed us he didn't come on let's go in i'm saying to crossroads assembly of god greenville texas on this new year's day of 2023 let's go on in let's go on in god has dealt with satan god has dealt with sin and god has conquered self and through the power of the lord jesus christ we can go in What is our first step? We're going to enter into the gate of thanksgiving. Let's go through thanksgiving. Let's just go ahead and give God thanks and say, Lord, I just want to thank you that you didn't choose, Lord God, to put me in the timeline of eternity any other time but now. So you understand this today, church. You're already living in eternity. The moment you were born into this world, you started on the timeline. You will not cease to exist after you die. You'll just cease to exist in this realm. But there's a realm beyond this realm. There's an unseen dimension that you will step into that you haven't even begun to fathom how rich and how wonderful it is. I don't want to spend my days complaining and griping and making excuses for why I can't. All along, the Lord is saying, I have so much more. Today, if you're in this room right now, and you're in a situation where mindset, that dark cloud is set upon you. And you're like, Lord, I've got to have your help to break these habits. I need your help, Lord God, to see what I need to see. Would you lift your hand right now and say, God, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. I acknowledge before the Lord and all these witnesses I'm confessing my fault one to another that I might be healed with this negative behavior and this complaint because I want out of this dark fog maybe you're in this house today and say well I've never really understood the power of thankfulness it's not that I'm ungrateful I just don't really acknowledge God as much as I should with thankfulness is anybody like that in here? come on I know you you dodged that complaint bullet but you know I'm gonna get you one way or the other could you with me right now just lift both hands to the Lord and maybe this is not for you today maybe it's for the person next to you maybe you could teach others how to play the glad game maybe you could teach others how to give thanks to the Lord by your behavior See, folks, when we get beyond ourselves, we start seeing the needs of others more than our needs of our own. Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, I pray for those that are, that are in that place, that are so desperate, Lord God, for transformation right now. That Lord, they can begin to sense and know that they can apply your word. They can apply your word and just begin to give you thanks, Lord God, in that situation not for that situation but in that situation and they will discover that god you are good and that your mercy lord god endures forever and ever and ever lord we pray for freedom lord god we want to be free in 2023 we want to walk god from this day forward lord in a freedom and a liberty lord god it'll cause the world to be zealous and jealous Give us a zealousness, Lord God, for you that will cause a jealousness, Lord God, in those that are around us. Lord, I pray right now for liberty in this room, for a peace in this room, for joy, Father God, for a hope, Lord. In Jesus' name. I believe right now there's a dark cloud lifting off somebody's mind. Mmm. There's a your lips of complaints are turning to lips of praise because your heart's being changed. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Look up here at me. You feel better? Now, I was going to call you out. I just felt the Lord say, no. I'm going to deal with them right there where they're at. See, because I I don't believe the Lord wants you to be labeled as a complainer. No, that's old so-and-so. He's a gropper. A groppy old spirit. I didn't know it about him, but I know now. But what you're going to find is that people are going to recognize you because you're a worshiper. They're going to recognize the presence of God that's on your life because you are glad to be a part of his kingdom. You're not not earning a prize. You've already received the prize. His name is Jesus. And now you're just walking in that prize. Amen? Amen. Praise God. We're in full steam ahead. As we move forward in the, in the new year, that means Wednesday night. We're going to be having service at 7. We're going to have live class next week. Amen. Live class next week. Um, you have until uh, January 8th for next Sunday in order to register for the, uh, for the ministry credentialing enrichment class. And uh, led by Randall Mitchell, doing such an, I've heard nothing but the highest praises coming from those students. They love it. They love it. And so if you want to, if you want to participate, Randall, I'm going to let you go to the back. If somebody's interested, you can, you can speak to Randall about that. And North Tess's food bank was going to be here. Man, it's already a week from Tuesday. We're going to be doing it again. So you guys come on out. As we minister to the community, there's so many that come through the line and they're like, Thank you, thank you, thank you for for doing this because I I need these resources. And so come on out and, and help us, or if you know somebody that needs help, please come out. January the 10th. Also, it's that time of year again where we open up nominations for those that are gonna for the upcoming elections for our February meeting. It seems a bit early, but it, it's a whole process. And so next week we're gonna have the nominating ballots out there. Uh, members, you must sign that ballot in order to validate it. You've got to be a member for at least a year and you've got to be uh, we'll have all the criteria and the list out there of those that are, that are eligible candidates. We have three positions two will be uh, a re-election and we have an open position that is coming up and so be prayerfully, I, I tell you I love our board we have a great group of men, it is a joy of mine to work alongside of them they are it, it's we, You need to thank God for your board. Amen? You need to thank God for your trustee board because we have a great group of men, and the challenge is going to be because we have a great group of individuals is picking the one that God wants for this time. And so we thank God for that. So please, next week, we're going to be, uh, we're gonna be uh, opening nominations and yes next week she'll be giving the announcement so welcome all of our visitors we're glad that you're here and uh, thank you for choosing to be here with us you know your presence is encouraging you didn't know that but when you show up you encourage me you encourage those around you your presence alone is such an encouragement as we look out there and we see your face and you've chosen to be here it's a it just lifts the soul amen Praise God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, today for your mercy and grace. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that this 2023, Lord, as we pursue you, Lord God, as we set aside time to seek your face, I pray, God, for an overwhelming sense of your glory and your presence. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you before I dismiss right now, starting Tuesday, I'm to ask the church, Within that next 21 days, to pick out time to fast and to pray, you can do the Daniel fast. You can you can fast your cartoons. You can fast your gaming system. You can you can fast sweets. I don't know whatever you want to do. But what I want to ask you to do is to fast and pray from the third to the 24th. Ask God for freedom in this house for strategies to reach others for breakthroughs not just you individually but breakthroughs in our community in our church and ministry Amen? Amen. Who will do that? Praise God Now don't wait to the last well I'm going to fast the last six hours (laughs) I'm going to go without coffee (laughs) just as I go to bed I'm going to quit coffee that's you know just the No, take some time. Amen? Set aside. God bless you. You are dismissed. I am finished.